Welcome to Professor Kid, where we learn about cool things. I'm Henry, and I'm going to be joined by my sister, Nora, and my mom, and my little sister, Shot, for part of the time. Hi. 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 Welcome to Professor Kid, everybody. Hi. Hi. We do learn some pretty awesome things. And Henry, can you tell us what we're going to learn about this week? Electricity. Oh no, you're gonna get zapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Henry, can you tell us what electricity is? Well, it's a type of energy. It flows through your home and powers everything you, um, almost everything you see. So, like the light, the podcast you're listening to right now is used by electricity. But what is it? So there's tiny particles called atoms, and then there's these other little tiny particles that called electrons that so they're a part of atoms and like they're on the outside and so they're they're a negative charge and and they're attracted to protons 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 which have a positive charge Mm -hmm. and that's similar in magnetism the south pole is attracted to the north pole Mm -hmm. so it's opposite um, it's kind of interesting because the, the opposite sides pull together instead of the same sides. It is interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? And then, and so they move from atom to atom, and when they do that, they can be directed into streams, and that's what electricity is. That's a really good explanation. Thank you. Did you know that electricity is inside of our body? What? How is it inside our body? Our heart uses it to pump, uh-huh. and then our brain uses it to send messages to the rest of our body. Did you ever see someone hooked up to a machine in the hospital, and it does the, it shows their heartbeat beating? I don't know if you've ever seen that, and it goes like beep, beep, beep. And then on TV, like when someone dies, it, it goes beep, because the heart's not beating. That is called the electrocardiogram machine. So that's used in hospitals and the way they measure your heartbeat is through those electric pulses. Animals also have electricity, don't they? Um, like an electric eel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and an electric ray. So how do they use electricity? Um, electric eels use it to defend themselves and catch their prey, which is um, like small fish, I think. Mm-hmm. So they... They let the fish swim by and come to them, and then it shocks them with electricity. How do they shock them? They have, like, a special body, like, parts of their body that, like, make electricity, and then it sends it through its body, and it shoots out. Exactly. They have cells in their body. They build up electric shock, and they send out shockwaves through the water. For uh, electric rays, there's actually these special muscles on the side of their body that do the same thing. They like build up an electric charge, and then they shoot out, and they're able to stun prey or it, protect themselves, right? Yeah, like usually from predators like hammerhead sharks or different types of sharks usually. Yeah, because it doesn't feel good to be shocked, does it? Mm-mm. No. So electricity can move through water? Yes. Because like in our houses and on the streets, we have wires and things, right? Mm-hmm. And so we know it can move through wires, but it can move through water, too. That was one of our clues, mm-hmm. huh? That's why you have to be really careful when you're around water to not use something like blow dryers in the bathroom. You have to keep them away from the bathtub. 
Because if you're in the water mm-hmm. and then something that's electricity is running through it goes in the water, then it'll shock you really bad because it moves really well through water. Uh-huh, and also through, like, metals. Yeah. So how long have people known about electricity? Um, a long time. A long time, right? Uh, like a couple of thousands of years. Yeah. So even though we've only had electricity in our homes for a short amount of time, people have been... Um, studying it for a really long time. Can you tell us about the first, uh, the earliest scientific experiments that we know about? So, like, back in, I think it was, like, back way in the ancient times. So there's this stuff called amber, which is basically hardened tree sap. Um, it's, it's an experiment with amber and feather, in a feather. So if you rub amber with some wool or fur, and then you bring it near the feather. The feather can fly up to the amber and it sticks to it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Just for a little while and then the uh-huh. charge goes away and it fell back down. And that's why we have the word electricity because it comes from the Greek word for amber, which is electron. Uh-huh. Which I thought was really cool. I didn't even know that that's where the word electricity came mm-hmm. from. So before we had batteries, do you know what a battery does? It stores electricity, and it makes things work with electricity, right? Oh, uh, like, we have two Stephano Scout and Violet. We have two Violets, and they make noise if you press their paws, mm-hmm. and they sing songs or talk. And they need batteries, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you imagine you have two rooms, one room is filled with people, one is empty. Um, so, so now, now the people are moving to the other room, mm-hmm. and as it ba- they have stuff, batteries have stuff inside them that do this, and as they do this, it passes off electricity, which is how they, um, make stuff that's, that's part of electricity. So for batteries, you have electrons moving from one section to another, uh-huh. and that creates the electricity, mm-hmm. and goes out into whatever you're powering. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to explain it. So what did they do before there were batteries, though? Before there were batteries, scientists rubbed things together to make electricity. Kind of like how you can rub a balloon on your head? And it makes your hair go crazy. <laughs> it does, does it? it? Yeah. That's it, called static electricity. Sometimes yeah. it makes your hair start flying. Start flying. Uh, yeah. A few, a few... A few examples of the is amber and wool and silk and glass. That's right. Those produce electricity. And like I said, that's static electricity. And so static electricity builds up and builds up and builds up. And then it's and then it, it like explodes and then it disappears. Exactly. And they learned too while they were rubbing things together that there's actually a couple different kinds of electricity. So like if you rub glass and silk together it makes what's called vitreous electricity. And if you rub amber and fur together, it makes resinous electricity. And so similar kinds of electricity acted kind of like magnets where they would repel if it was similar kinds of electricity and they would attract if it was different kinds of electricity. Um, So for a long time, scientists were studying electricity, it sounds like, right? Long before we actually started using electricity. In fact, originally, they weren't even trying to use electricity. They were just trying to learn more about it because they didn't have a good way to harness it or transmit it. So the person who's credited with inventing the first battery is Alessandro Volta, and he invented his battery in 1800. 
So what he did is he alternated different kinds of metal with layers of paper that he soaked in salt water, and he attached them to copper wires. So there's that water transmitting electricity, right? And so this created a battery, and before this, scientists only knew about static electricity, where Henry said it builds up and builds up, and then it shocks, and then it disappears. Whereas Volta's battery created a current of electricity that didn't go away when it was used. It creates a steady power supply. But there was a discovery made, wasn't there, Henry? Um, it was made in Iraq in 1936, and what did they find? Uh, so they found this pot that had an iron rod wrapped in copper, and scientists believed it was used for electricity. How old was it? 2,000 years old. That's right, and they thought it was actually possibly a really early battery, which means that Volta really just invented the modern battery. But it would be really cool to see if they actually did have batteries 2,000 years ago in Iraq, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. See what they used them for. Now we have electricity, like Henry said, all over our house. Can you explain to us how it works in our house, Henry? There's circuits that open and close, and when they're opened, it somehow blocks electricity, and when it's closed, electricity runs through. The holes in an outlet is a circuit, so when you plug something in, it closes the outlet so that it allows electricity to run in and go through the wires and power it. That's right, and when you flip on a switch, it closes a circuit, too. Yeah. It connects wires together so that the electrons can move. And then when you flip off the switch or unplug your plug, then it opens and the wires are no longer connected. You no longer have this circuit touching, and so the electrons can't get through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. So there's different types of currents that are used with electricity. You've got direct current and you've got alternating current. How does direct current work? It goes in a straight line. It's, it's, it's so a battery uses direct current. It moves in a single direction and it's easier to build up than alternating current, which is what is usually used in like wires you see. And it can travel, it can turn, and it's more, it's more hard, but it creates more power. It does create more power. It's also a little bit safer. It costs less because you don't lose as much, and so that's what we use in our homes. Instead of the DC, we're used with things like batteries. So when these different currents were being invented, there was what's called a war of currents in the 1880s between Thomas Edison who helped invent direct current, and Nikola Tesla, who helped invent alternating current. And they both wanted their system to be used, and they were both trying to prove that the other system was ineffective and dangerous. In fact, Thomas Edison helped create something that used alternating current that electrocuted a criminal that was sentenced to the death penalty because he was trying to prove just how dangerous alternating current was, that it could kill people. But alternating current won out just because it's safer and can be used over longer distances and is more efficient and doesn't lose as much energy over power lines. But Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla actually used to work together. Can you tell us about what it was like when they worked together, Henry? Tesla once worked for Edison, and Edison said whoever helped him improve his direct current, he would pay them $50,000. So Tesla did but. Edison said, instead of paying him, he said he didn't understand American humor. 
That's right. So even though Tesla improved the DC generators that Edison had, he wouldn't pay him the money. So what did Tesla do? He quit. He did, and then he started inventing his own things and working for other people. And he invented, a lot of his inventions had to do with transmitting and using electric power. He also um, was really trying to invent a way to use electricity wirelessly. And that's how he invented the Tesla coil, which is the first system that could actually wirelessly transmit electricity. What about Thomas Edison's inventions? His inventions uh, are a lot more famous and what he's well known for. Can you tell us about his inventions, um, Henry? It was They were often... Um, something to do with electricity. So things like switches, fuses, sockets, and meters. So he didn't make all these inventions on his own. He had a huge group, well, a big group of people to help him. How many inventions did he have? 2,000. Yeah, over 2,000. Yeah. He was just really busy inventing a lot of things. And he only got, I think, like two or three hours of sleep every night. Is that true? Yeah. That is not enough. I need a lot more sleep than well, that. He, it, it, like he works for nine hours in the night. Really? Uh-huh. That's not very much sleep at all. What about the light bulb? We always talk about how he invented the light bulb, but you corrected me on that, didn't you? Um, so he helped improve the light bulb so more people could have it. And he actually didn't invent it. Another guy invented it. Yeah, he didn't actually come up with the idea. He just made it better. Uh-huh. He also owned the first power plant, and that was opened in 1882 in New York City. Is it still in New York City? It burned down in 1890, and um, all but one of the dynamos or generators was destroyed. And that generator is now kept in Greenfield Village, which is a museum that we used to visit all the time when we lived in Michigan. They have a lot of Thomas Edison's inventions there. And it's one of my favorite museums. Since we're doing electricity, we're doing a lightning round. Lightning. Of course, we cannot learn about electricity without doing a lightning round, can we? Uh-huh. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Do you know your facts? Yes. Electric signals travel at the speed of light. But electrons move one a hundredth of that speed. There's lots of ways to generate electricity. Nuclear, 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 energy, wind, water, sun, coal, and natural gases. The world's um, biggest source of energy is coal. A Van de Graaff generator is a big machine that creates static electricity. When you put your hands on the ball, it makes your hair stand up. So electricity is measured in a few ways. A volt is where you measure electricity's potential, and watts, it's a measure of power. Electricity has the power to kill you, so be very careful. Lightning is about 53,540 degrees Fahrenheit, which is five times hotter than the surface of the sun. And it travels 1,300 miles per second. Boom! Whoa! That is so fast. That was an amazing lightning round, you guys. You really did lightning proud this time. 
Should we talk a little bit about lightning? Yeah. It's um, electricity, basically, and it builds up in the clouds, and in like there's a, a small electric sparks fly up into the air and gather in the clouds, and like in the water cycle we tell about, and it's kind of, and I think it goes up with the rain. I mean, the water as it evaporates, um, and then as it gathers, eventually all of it joins, and then it turns into electricity, which shoots down as lightning. It's like a lightning storm. Exactly. It happens in lightning storms, doesn't it? Yeah. And you've got this big trail of light and heat and also sound. This big discharge creates sound. Which is slower than the light. So, Nora, what comes after lightning? Thunder. That's right. So that's why thunder, we hear thunder after lightning. A way people use to measure how far away the lightning is, is when you see the lightning, you count. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five, and boom! Then it would be a mile away, the thunder would boom. If And for every five seconds be, um, between... The lightning and the thunder is a mile. How much energy is in lightning? It's really strong, right? Three million volts. That's right. So one little spark of static electricity often measures around 3,000 volts. And a flash of lightning measures three million volts. Mm -hmm. And it lasts just one second. So one lightning bolt could light a light bulb and run a refrigerator for an entire year. Wow. Wow. Or power a toaster enough to make thousands of pieces of toast. Whoa. Yeah, that would be a lot of toast. <laughs> Lightning strikes, strikes the earth a hundred times every second. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That is so much. Mm-hmm. And it's often talked about Benjamin Franklin and his experiments with lightning. And people will often say that he discovered electricity, but that's not true, is it? Uh-huh. What did Benjamin Franklin prove? Um, that lightning is a form of electricity. He did, didn't he? And he invented the lightning rod, which protects a building from lightning. How does the lightning rod work? The lightning rod stands way up on top, so... Top of what? Of, of like, a building or in house. Um, and I think the Empire State ha- Building has one, because mm-hmm. it gets strike, like, 40 times a year. Really? Or, like, 50 or something like that. That is a lot. I didn't know that. And so the lightning tries to find easiest pathway to the ground lightning does. So it hits the lightning rod. It goes down the lightning rod. And then then the lightning rod has a path which leads the lightning to the ground. So the building stays safe. It does. All right, guys. I think that's all that we really learned about electricity. We learned so many cool facts, didn't we? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So what does it mean now that we're done? It's joke time. Joke time. What did the baby light bulb say to the mommy light bulb? What? I love you lots and lots. (laughs) (laughs) Cute little baby light bulb. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to our exciting episode about electricity. If you have any comments or questions or jokes or topics, you can visit us at www.professorkidpodcast.wordpress.com. Can I give a clue for next time? Absolutely. What do these things have in common? Sand, water, sun, and a candle. 
Ooh, what do those things have in common? Mm-hmm. You have to figure out and see what our next episode is. Yeah, figure tune in out there. Tune in next time, and we'll see you later. Until then. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Na 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 na. Professor.